Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is a podcast from Minute Media. My friends, my legally tampering friends, we hope you're well. Uh, my name is Matt Connor. That is Sterling Holmes. And we are here with another edition of the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Good to see all of you already in the chat. If you're listening to the audio edition, welcome once again. Um, just want to say it from the outset, there's a lot going on to talk about NFL. There's so many places that you could go to hear analysis, to check out what the news is, to, to try to connect in some way about your favorite team. It is not lost on us at all that we love that you spend any of your free time with, with us. Um, it's fun for us to hang out with each other. It's fun for us to hang out with you all, whether it's in the members-only Discord channel or whatever. So we just want to say, first of all, all of you who are here, thank you for listening. Thank you for always tuning in. Thanks for your support. Um, and we're excited that there's actual like football news going on. Sterling, that was a long opening rant for me, but I'm thankful for you too. How are you today? Oh, dude, I'm doing good, man. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful day in KC. I got a KC beer in my hand. <laughs> Chiefs, well, not making as many moves as we would like. They're at least doing something. It's fun to at least have some sort of NFL news outside of just speculation. Yeah, that, that's so true. We, we have a lot to talk about. Tampering, it, just to catch everyone up, the legal tampering period before free agency, which the whole thing is really a joke, right? Yeah. The, the new league year begins on Wednesday at 1 p.m. On Monday, yesterday, at noon, teams could supposedly legally call the player, the agent, the representation, uh, and begin discussing contracts. It's funny that at 12.01, we have a lucrative <laughs> extension worked out by – between, you know, the Jags and some crappy <laughs> player they overpaid. It's boilerplate, man. It, just fill in the blanks, baby. Just fill in the blanks. <laughs> I guess. I guess. You're right. It, it's, uh, it's crazy how that works. So um, we're, we're one day and then a few hours into this tampering period where the NFL has just been ripe with constant rumors and trade talk and free agent signings that will become official tomorrow. Um, how are you feeling in the early going? I mean, um, you can like as a football fan or Chiefs perspective, how has this first couple days been for you? Football fan, this is fun. If you are a wide receiver, you are bleeping stoked because if Christian Kirk is getting <laughs> 80 mil, was it 84, 85 million dollars, never had over a thousand yards in his career. Uh, yeah, if you're Tyree Killer Devontae Adams, you're feeling pretty good right now. As an NFL fan in general, this is fun. It's it's a fun time of year. Every team feels like they have hope. If you're a Jets fan, you're sitting here talking yourself up about how if we get this guy or we just got this guy, this guy's going to be incredible, right? This is it's fun for every single team. The Chiefs' perspective from a 
quick overview. I'm not super stoked. I thought they're going to keep either Traverius or Tyron Matthew. Didn't keep either. I thought Traverius, good for him. Undrafted to now making 14 mil per season from, what's it, Middle Tennessee. Congratulations, Traverius. Great for you. As far as Frank Clark, I'm pretty excited. I know we'll touch on this in a second, but anytime you can keep a player, you restructure his deal. Now you only have to go out and find one starter instead of two starters on edge. That is a positive. So that's my quick initial takeaways. And don't worry, I have to imagine a wide receiver is coming shortly. I would think so. We will get to all that. Want to give it time. You just took a sip. What are you tasting, my friend? Oh, baby. This is the Casey Beer Company Pure Pills. It's incredible. On a warm day like today, it just hits different. They are brewed with only four ingredients, malt, hops, water, yeast, What more can I say? Casey Beer Company has been just an absolute pleasure to work with. Their beer is incredible. I keep my fridge stocked at all times. They brew their beer based on the German purity law of 1516. Like Tom Brady wasn't even alive. Think how long Tom Brady's been playing in the NFL for. I can't comprehend that. I can't. Tom, Tom may have actually created a football in 1516. We're not completely sure. But Casey Beer Company is a locally owned company, proudly made in the Kansas City community, perfect for game day celebrations. Honestly, that's it. Casey Beer Company, if you don't drink it, you're doing yourself a disservice. By the way, if you had only four ingredients to make you up, what would that be? Oh, man. <clears throat> Beer, barbecue, okay. Chiefs football, yeah. And hair, hair molecules. That's it. That's the so, solid four. <laughs> the mustache. Um, yeah, yeah. Hey, let's, uh, so let's dive into some Chiefs here. I, uh, I, I want to lead with, so Monday was a frustrating day for Chiefs fans who were just saying, what are we going to do something? Every, and, 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 it's, and that feeling, I get it, I get it. Um, because it was exacerbated by the fact that the AFC West was going bananas. And I want to ask you about this. This isn't officially on our list, but I want to ask you this. How worried are you about the AFC West at this point? Because before the Chiefs pulled the trigger on any move at all, we'd seen Khalil Mack come into the picture for the Chargers. We'd seen Russell Wilson provide the first ounce of respectability at quarterback for the... I mean, the Broncos had been two automatic wins for the Chiefs every year for the last five, six years, right? So you had those two coming in, then some of the signings coming in, Chargers get J.C. Jackson. How are you feeling about the state of the West and these new imports? This is interesting, right? If you're a Chiefs fan, you're not super happy. You like the competition, right? It's, it's fun that Denver now is in an actual rivalry. It's no longer just, all right, that's two free wins, it is a little more interesting, a little bit more fun when you can actually talk shit when you're beating Russell Wilson instead of Teddy Bridgewater. It's not fun when you're beating up on Brock Osweiler, right? Eventually, you're like, all right, that's not even little brother. This is baby brother. As far as the competition goes, this gets you ready for the playoffs. No better way to get ready than having tough games, six six games that you're like, all right, oh shit, we better have our shit together. Let's get it done. Uh, the Bills are the happiest because the Bills are sitting over there going, have fun beating up on each other. We'll sit back and contend with Mac Jones. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, the, the AFC West, they've shown that they, they want to compete. They're here. They're not just going to roll over and say, all right, Kansas City, you've won six straight in the AFC West. We're just going to sit back, let you keep the, the, keep the crown. We're going to come after you. The Chiefs, this is the test. Can they keep the crown? Because if you come for the king, you best not miss. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little surprised to hear you say that. You, I mean, it makes sense. I get what you're saying. There's a part of me as a fan that would much rather be in the AFC South, be able to play Jacksonville twice a year, be able to play the Texans twice a year. Things would feel more automatic at that point. Although, you know, it is lopsided football. It's bad football. As a football fan, like how thrilling was Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes? So knowing that even the inter, inter like divisional play is going to be so thrilling, really. Uh, and yeah, we're we're in for some incredible games. I like what the teams are doing. I I mean, if I'm the if I'm a Chargers fan, I am stoked. And if I'm a Broncos fan, I'm stoked. If I'm a Raiders fan, 
I'm not really sure what's going on if I'm a Raiders fan, but you know, they always surprise every year anyway, at least in the first half. So let's get to the, the source. There was a lot of frustration on Monday. And I want to talk about some of the source of that frustration because it it felt like this is me, right? This is it's like, okay, if if you have legal tampering, it means like, oh, we can't do any business with other players. But coming into free agent week, it felt like the Chiefs weren't even getting business done with their own players. I was like, like at the last second, we heard this gasp of like, the Chiefs are trying to get something done with Daryl Williams, but it didn't work out. And I'm thinking, you've had months to work out something with Daryl Williams. How is that not happening? Or the the Tyreek Hill extension, I'm thinking, yeah. you got to get that done before the, the market increases with a new round of wide out contracts. Suddenly Tyreek Hill is like tweeting out the eyes emoji. <laughs> at what Christian Kirk is making because he yeah. knows now any ability to sign Tyreek Hill for under 25 million a year is now gone. I mean, that that's a four year, hundred million dollar contract. Now there's no way, there's no way to put that toothpaste back in the tube. So I was surprised to see like, wait, what have the chiefs been doing? It felt like there was unfinished business coming into free agency, which just felt weird to me. Am I alone in that sentiment? No, you're not alone because, and while Darrell Williams in a vacuum is not a big deal, if you wanted Darrell Williams, what the hell are you doing sitting on your hands, right? right. I, 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 maybe they didn't really want Darrell, and this was more of a if you if you sign for this, you sign. If not, we we don't care that much. And I, I understand that sentiment, but with someone like Tyreek, with someone like maybe Traverius Ward, or someone like Tyron Matthew, what are you doing? Like why? I understand the the case of you would you don't want to you know, outbid yourself or bid against yourself. I understand the case of you don't want to be too, too early, but this is why it's read for me. I would rather be early than late. You see what yeah. Christian Kirk gets. Now look at Tyreek Hill. Same thing with Chris Jones. Chris Jones had a similar situation. He saw what um, DeForest Buckner got. Remember? And then, yeah. oh, I, I, that, now I'm going. Yeah. I mean, that, that's where I'm at. I, I would rather be a little bit early than a little bit late on a guy that you know that you know you want to be here in Kansas City. If you're on the fence, then I get it. But if you know you want Tyreek Hill here, then go out and get him early. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't have a problem even with the Frank Clark deal. Um, if that's like, if you were still wondering about it. I mean, they got something worked out by the end of Monday, and that's fine. And by the way, for the sake of some perspective, no one's pressing panic on any move at all, one way or the other. The offseason's long. The, the, the roster is going to be incomplete. Like we have until early September. So no one should be lighting fires. No one should be pressing a panic button. No one should be really complaining all that much. And and even like great moves, you know, end up looking foolish. Free agents are available for a reason. Just that said, it was a little surprising. Some of well, the, think, some of the time. think how early the Patriots were last year to get Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry and uh, was it Johnny Smith? Johnny Smith, yeah, yeah. Remember how early they were, and they were everyone was praising them for making moves. I yeah. get they had a better record last year. But were those four guys the the difference? No, not at so, all. So, so some perspective here. Just because you are first doesn't always mean that was the best case decision. Look at the, look at the Jaguars. No one thinks that Christian Kirk, at least I don't think so, is going to somehow be the difference maker for the Jags. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Let's get into some of the moves that the Chiefs did make, right? First of all, Frank Clark restructures his deal. It's now really a two-year deal. Uh, Twenty-nine million can go up to thirty-six million. That said, really the second year is kind of a team option sort of thing. Curious your take on keeping Frank versus just outright releasing Frank. Like, and can you talk? Can you talk in general to like how do you feel that Chiefs Kingdom is feeling about it versus how they should be feeling about it? One, I'm I'm pretty excited. I feel like a lot of Chiefs Kingdoms upset by this because they the bigger picture here is you resign them for what is essentially 1.2 million. You were going to have to pay that money anyways. It's a dead cap hit, right? It was a dead cap hit. Frank Clark should be ec- ecstatic right now because he wasn't going to see any of the money, and now mm-hmm. he's seeing the dead cap hit, the dead cap hit plus the 1.2. So he's he's excited right now. But why would you not be excited about getting a guy for what's essentially, what's it, $6.8 million this year? I think so. Charles Harris, who, by the way, I was excited for. I really wanted Charles Harris here in Kansas City. He signed a two-year $14 million contract. 
You're telling me Frank Clark wouldn't get over that. You're telling me you wouldn't pay two year fourteen million for Frank Clark, seven million a season. Have you seen what edge rushers are going for these days? I get it. Frank Clark's not elite anymore. Frank Clark might not even be good anymore. But if Frank Clark is average and you don't have to worry about one position for, let's say, 60% of the snaps, you take it. You're going to draft an edge guy with the top 100 draft pick, right? Have that guy rotate with Frank Clark. And this still gives you cap room by letting Chevarius Ward, Tyron Matthew walk. This gives you space to sign another proven veteran on the other edge spot. Now you only have to go up to one edge instead of two. I like it. Yeah, I, I do. I like it. I'm, I am a believer that there's more left in Frank Clark's tank than even what people are giving him credit for. He was not healthy last year. Remember, he was dealing with one hamstring injury, then another. After the season, Frank ends up, what, he said something like he didn't even, he, like he, like he'd lost weight and he like, or he hadn't even like ran in, in forever. Like he was not in game shape for, for quite a while there because he had to just rest so much. So it wasn't even until like late in the season that he was like, I'm rounding into form. Remember how bad the defense looked early on anyway? Well, they had, they had Chris Jones at edge, and that was a big – I think that was a big issue. That was a big issue. Willie Gay was out um, at the time. Charverius Ward had a quad injury that had him out from weeks like three to seven or something like that. I mean, there were multiple issues there, but Frank Clark and his lack of like being healthy and available was a big part of that. He even missed a couple games, but also tried to play through. Also tried to play through a shoulder injury. I, I will say this. Frank Clark is no longer under the pressure of that monstrosity of a contract. Frank Clark has way less pressure now signing for what is 1.2, 6.8, whatever you want to call it. The pressure's off. He's no yeah. longer expected to be the guy. He's no longer expected to go out and get 12-plus sacks. He's expected to go out and be what Emmanuel Ogbo was here, right? Like, that's what he signed for. I, I think the potential of less pressure can allow Frank Clark, especially if he gets fewer snaps, to be a full go. Maybe this doesn't allow him to sit back as much. He can be more aggressive. He can play looser. That's something I think we can maybe take a look at as well as the season progresses. Yeah, I I, uh, I totally agree as well. Want to give a want to give a look in the comments here because we got a question about Von Miller. Um, I mean, do you think that a guy like Von Miller is is a potential acquisition here? Do you think that that's too great of a reach for the yeah, Chiefs and where they're at? Too great of a reach. I, I think, one, he was really wanting to go back to the Broncos, but I think his price was still just too much. I think Von Miller's not taking some sort of discount. And do the Chiefs want to sink that much money in a guy at his age? That seems to be a little uh, a little questionable, at least in my, in my taste. And even someone like Chandler Jones – there's not a lot of great edges out there, by the way, for everyone. I know there's, we all want the Chiefs to make something happen. There's just not a guy. There's not some magical player that's that's a stud. Zadarius Smith would probably be my, my, my favorite, my number one choice, right? Uh, but Chandler Jones, you take away those five sacks in that one game, you look back at his season last year and you go, well, what happened weeks two through 17? Mm. Uh, I mean, you, you, obviously you can't take away week one because that happened. He was a wrecking ball. Yeah. But it, it's still something to at least have in the back of your mind. But Von Miller, no, he, his age, what I think he's asking for to me just seems like a, uh, a situation I might try and stay away from. Yeah. Miller, by the way, specifically at this point, you know, the Cowboys were going to sign Randy Gregory. The Broncos came in at the last second, took him away. The Cowboys tweeted out a picture. The Cowboys tweeted out that we have re-signed Randy Gregory, and the Broncos are like, whoa, 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 pump your brakes, too much dip on your chip. No, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it was a total organizational failure on that. So that was a little bit uh, – you know, the Broncos now have their pass rushers. Uh, Miller's not doing a homecoming with, with uh, the Broncos, but it would make sense for him to go back to the Rams, maybe even the Cowboys if they were going for Randy Gregory for that matter. Let's move on here because because if you have Frank Clark, he's restructured. He's now in the picture. Then the Chiefs went out and actually got a new signing, right? Justin Reed, three years, up to $31.5 million. Former Houston Texans safety, taken in the third round of the draft in which we famously traded up for Breland Speaks. I want to find out what you think of the addition of Reed and what that means for the entire secondary. 
Well, the positives, I'll go there first. He's 25. He is extremely athletic. So up the middle for Kansas City, Chris Jones, Tershawn Wharton, uh, Willie Gay Jr., Nick Bolton, and now Juan Thornhill and, uh, and Justin Reed. That athleticism is just off the charts. Um, he's a little bit of a Swiss Army knife. He can do a lot of things I want to say, well, um, I don't want to say exceptional, but he can do a decent amount. Well, he's a willing tackler, which I think is a huge plus, especially in the chiefs system. Uh, but, and again, the, the cost wasn't crazy, right? It's 20 million guaranteed. So if you wanted to yeah. really get out of it after two years, you could, I do want to pump the brakes a little bit. I mean, Justin, Justin Reed is, is fine, but this is not like some insane signing, but it didn't have to be. I think safety is a position where you can spend less, a position where you don't have to have a top-end guy and you can still have a successful defense. I think Tyron Matthews is going to go pretty well over what Justin Reed got. His PFF for Justin Reed, if you like pro football focus, I like it to an extent. Obviously, everything needs context. To me, PFF is not the end-all, be-all, but I do think they have a good baseline. Tyron Matthew didn't rate out well, but Justin Reed rated out even worse. So if you go by PFF, Reed was not a guy that the Chiefs really should have spent a lot of effort on. But this is also one where I think the Chiefs are saying he's 25. We think his prime is about to happen, and it hasn't yeah. happened yet. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I, I am very cautiously optimistic here. Um, here's what I like. Here's what I like in that we saw some deep threats be able to get by Thornhill and Matthew Deep because we didn't have equal athleticism on both sides to be able to like to handle some of that. Reed is going to make up for Ty- Tyron's like declining athleticism and that's going to make a noticeable difference in what teams even attempt to do um against the Chiefs younger safeties here. Also, the Texans have, are a dumpster fire of an organization. Last year, Justin Reed had to sit out a game because of what they called team disciplinary reasons that were nothing more, nothing more than Justin Reed calling out David Culley and the defensive coaching staff. He was arguing with the scheme and the way they were even using him and other players. And they just said, you're being a, you're being a cancer. Why don't you sit down? They like suspended him, but there was such enmity between the players as being used and the coaching staff. It's partly why Culley had to go and the Chiefs are looking, probably looking at this going, look, here's a guy who during his first two years looked like a future pro bowler. I mean, everyone was like applauding him in a big time way, especially as a rookie. Then the team falls apart because leadership has been a cancer there. And then suddenly he's the best, like, who's he playing with? He went from playing next to Tyron with J.J. Watt, with Whitney oh, Merciless. Yeah, yeah his then, first year. And then under Romeo Cornell, and then and he had like, basically a Pro Bowl caliber year. Then then he said, who's he playing with now? Can you name any Texans defender like whatsoever? Uh, was it K- Kirksley, the linebacker? <laughs> yeah, like Bernardrick McKenney, is that in there somewhere? Right? I mean, in, in other words, he's playing with no one. The offense leaves the defense on the field. Like how long is the Texans defense having to stay on the field because the offense isn't like giving them any reprieve? whatsoever. I just wonder if the Chiefs looked at Justin Reed and said, you know what, we're throwing the film away from 2021 completely. Yeah. So that means my only concern, and, and by the way, Justin Reed just turned 25, like just turned 25. So I'm, look, I'm looking at this deal and just thinking um, he's had a little bit of problems staying healthy. There are minor injuries that have popped up. I think he's, I think he's played like 13 games a year for the last three years or something like that. So I don't like the fact that there's always like maybe something minor taking him out for a game or two at a time. That said, he's young. If the front office likes him enough to replace Tyron like this uh, with this guy, I trust it. I I do want to bring up another angle here, and I want to know what you think of this. Because you say, Patrick has said it too, I would normally agree with it. But the idea that like almost like safety is the running back of, of defense in that, hey, you don't really like you can replace a safety pretty easily. Safeties don't have to be that expensive. You can go cheap at the position. We've all seen like a guy like Trey Boston available in August for a, a million and a half or something to start. But what's going on with like, is this a Spags defense need? Like, is this something that because it's not like Brett Veach is going shopping for whatever he wants, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he goes to the coaching staff and says, What do you need me to buy? 
And what they're buying is not a high-end corner. They've never bought high-end corners. What they're buying is they paid a lot for Tyron Matthew. They did a second rounder for Juan Thornhill, which, again, is another greater investment than other corners. And then now the Chiefs' first move in free agency is to secure another hopefully high-performing safety. Is Spag's defense predicated on getting this high-end safety? Is, is, is that what we're seeing? I guess so. I mean, if you even put it that way, the defense, even before Veach or Spags got here, they somewhat prioritized safety with Eric Berry over cornerbacks, right? I don't think it's the way to go. Personally, I I truly don't. I I think finding a lockdown corner is so much more difficult, Uh, but the Chiefs have done a good job at value picking or value playing cornerbacks, fitting them into their system and making it work. But it's not like Kansas City's had some sort of incredible defense over the past few years, right? So it's really difficult to say, sure, high-end safety is the way to go. <laughs> right. I, to, to, to me, it all starts with the edge, right? If you can affect the quarterback, whatever you have in the secondary is 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 less important. The reason why I think Chavarius Ward, the loss of him is so important, was because the Chiefs got no, hardly any sacks last, last season. They had decent pressure rate, but not a lot of sacks. Chavarius Ward was still blanketing guys. That's impressive for a quarterback. Safety, I do think it's more or less the running back of the defensive side of the ball. As long as you don't get torched, as long as you weren't Dan Sorensen for the majority of last season. I like Dan Sorensen. I'm not trying to hate on Dan because he's had a lot of uh, success here in KC. Last year was bad. As long as you're not getting absolutely torched, I think you can make do at safety. We've seen Juan Thornhill, second-round draft pick, as a rookie step in and make an immediate impact. Right. Yeah. You can make a impact as a rookie cornerback. I think it's more difficult. Yeah. I, th- I think you're right there. Let's talk corner. How are you feeling about the corners? By the way, and just in case you missed it, the San Francisco 49ers, by the way, the best destination for Charverius Ward skills. Mm-hmm. If you're not in Kansas City, uh, Charverius signs three years, um, gets nearly, I think, $27 million in guaranteed money to go to San Francisco. Now he's going to be in play by the Bay. Um, he's going to the NFC. How are you feeling about the loss of Charverius, his price tag, and where that leaves the Chiefs going forward? I need to pour one out. I need some tissues because I'm sad. I, I love Charverius Ward ever since I saw him in that Seattle game when he got torched. I go, this guy's going to be good. And he was. The story of Chavarius Ward in Kansas City goes down as one of the most underrated corners, underappreciated, while also being the best for about two seasons here. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't flashy, but you're right. He fits that 49ers defense. Don't have to be flashy. You have to be physical. And Chavarius Ward is physical without drawing penalties. I don't think Kansas City was going to be able to afford what breaks down to if you look at the the numbers as far as not just guaranteeds, but the three year for 42 million, 14 million a season. That's a lot for a corner. Kansas yeah. City, if even if they don't agree with me, which I probably wouldn't pay that much for a corner to begin with, that's a lot of money. They haven't shown in the past that they're going to invest that type of money into a corner. The Chiefs will miss Charvarius. They need to go out and either grab a veteran, get some more rookies, but you can't just sit here with Rashad Fenton, Legereus Sneed, and be like, yeah, we're good. I mean, that, yeah. that's a big loss. I think that's a big loss. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I don't disagree with you. If it's $14 million per year to keep Charverius, um, I mean, are, are the Chiefs going to elevate Fenton to full-time boundary? Are we going to be looking at, a, at a, a, a draft pick here? Like, like, at what level do you think the Chiefs are willing to go to replenish that position in terms of investment, either free agency or the draft? Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I I would like a veteran, and, and maybe Bashad Breland's cheap, and he knows the system. He was bad in Minnesota, but cornerbacks can be a pretty good representation of of scheme, right? I think that's a, a pretty big thing to realize here. Um, I really wanted Reed, DJ Reed, the K Stater, but he just signed, I think, with the was it with the Jets? Yeah, so, three twelve, so, right? Yep, yep. So he's now off of the market. Uh, but I do think the Chiefs will draft a guy, and they have four draft picks in the top one hundred. You got to get edge. Right. Edge is a is a must. You want a wide receiver. I feel like that's a must. Maybe you draft a cornerback in, the, in there. Maybe you draft a safety. I'm, I'm fine there. Um, I don't think they go after Stefan Gilmore. I don't think they go after uh, a J.C. Jackson. They, they have not shown in the past to go after these high name free agents. They let those free agents walk. They let Steven Nelson walk. They let Brandon Flowers walk. I know these are different 
regimes, but they let Traverius Ward walk. They don't pay these guys. They let Bashad Breeland walk for what was it? 4 million. Like they just don't pay cornerbacks here. Yeah, that, that's true. The, the Bashad Breeland, I had forgotten. I mean, it's been two years in a row now that we've lost a starter, um, mm-hmm. Breeland and now Ward. And it's one thing when you have Sneed, Ward, Fenton and company, but now to lose Breeland and Ward leaves us a little thin. I'm, I'm hoping to see some familiar name back there, uh, but it's early in free agency. There's a lot of guys left. By the way, really quickly, I keep seeing um, Razul Douglas being dropped in the in the chat right here. So I appreciate you guys using the chat and and hitting us up here. Yeah, Razul Douglas would be nice. I would need to check out more of his film. I know PFF rates him out pretty good. He rates out well. He's 26 years old, but I don't know enough, so I don't want to lie and say, "Oh hell yeah, give me Razul Douglas." I don't even know what his contract would look like, so I'll do some research there. But it could be a name the Chiefs look at. Yeah, I, I'm also pretty sure his only good year was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like it looks like kind of a one-year wonder, and maybe he's a late developer. But Sterling, you and I have had the same conversation. Cornerback is that mercurial position. Like one year you can turn in a year where everything looks great, and then the next year guys are getting burned. Yeah, um, I'd love to it's see the, a better the body reliever work. of baseball. It's the relievers. Yeah. Like in baseball, you're a reliever. You're going to have one great season where you're like, oh my gosh, this guy, he's it. And then the next year you get absolutely shelled. Yeah. I, I think I'd love a more consistent body of work for maybe what Douglas is going to get. But he is 6'2, but, though. Know. And I, if you're a 6'2 corner, <laughs> you know, Jamar Chase might not be going up and grabbing some of those balls. True. <laughs> true. Oh, Kendall Fuller, Mr. Toes. Good call. Mr. Toads, by the way, I don't know what the name Mr. Toes refers to, but I like it. I like saying it. Mr. Toes in the chat says, we lost a starter three years in a row. Kendall Fuller, Bashad Breland, Charverius Ward. Uh, that's such a, we were talking about the first two. We left out Kendall Fuller. That is a, that is a significant set of successive staggering losses without, without like any real investment there by the Chiefs, like coming back to it. Uh, by the way, speaking of investment, just want to say to all of you out there, uh, for $4.99, you can be a part of the Arrowhead Addict, uh, get a membership, be a part of our Discord channel. Next week, we're actually having our first like event for some of our uh, subscribers, enjoying just like a happy hour chat kind of thing. Like, like I'm in there every day or almost every day. Sterling, Matt Verderan, Patrick Allen, like it. It's so much fun to chat with everyone in that channel. You can find the info to join located in the description of this video or podcast. Check it out. We, we, we just love the whole community. So um, anyway, let's talk community and maybe what we thought was a stronger bond. Sterling, let me ask you this. For one year, for the last calendar year, Clark Hunt, Andy Reid, Brett Veach, and every single teammate have said, we love Tyron Matthew. We want Tyron Matthew to be here forever. We want to marry Tyron Matthew. I will pledge my daughter to marriage and to Tyron Matthew. I want to be next door neighbors with Tyron Matthew. I have a lower back tattoo that says Tyron Matthew. <laughs> I mow my lawn in script that reads Tyron Matthew. I have wind chimes that play some mathematical correlation tune. As we, like, You get my picture, right? Tyron Matthew himself. I love Kansas City. I want to stay in Kansas City. I want to finish my career in Kansas City. It has been so many public-facing moments declaring their love for one another. Then the Chiefs' first move in free agency is to replace the very guy that they've been like publicly making out with. And, and ESPN's Kimberly Martin comes out with a report that says the Chiefs never even offered... Tyron a deal in the first place for beyond mm. 2021. What do you even make of this? Interesting. That's something. Not even a contract offer. Either they knew they weren't even close to the amount of money Tyron wanted and they didn't want to leave on a sour note, right? You don't want to be like, all right, what about the the, the contract they offered Justin Reed? You offer that to Tyron Matthew, he's going to be pissed off. He will stop talking. He will say, bleep off, I'm done. Maybe you just say, you know what, Tyron? Uh, you might be the best free agent signing, at least in recent Chiefs history. That can be true, and also it's time to move on. That can also be true, right? 
It's the NFL. Tyron Matthew, he's been around. He knows it's a business. It's not about who you love and care about as a player. I'm a Mizzou fan. I thought Conzo Martin was a hell of a guy. Horrendous basketball coach, right? (laughs) At some point, you have to move on. Tyron Matthew, I don't think, is a horrible player, but is he going to be worth whatever that contract's going to entail? No, he's not, at least in my opinion. He made some business decisions. He made a lot of business decisions last year. The first two seasons, he was putting his nose in there. He, he was a guy who was not afraid to get dirty. Last year, I saw more of this than I sure. saw him actually trying to get, get after it. And if you're making business decisions in a season where you're trying to become one of the, if not the highest paid safety, that's an issue. I understand at his age, he knows this is his last chance to get a large, longer-term contract. I don't blame him, but then you have to understand the business side of things as well. I like Tyron Matthew a lot. He did a fantastic job here in Kansas City. He was a major reason why this Chiefs defense got turned around. He was a vital point, a vital, vital part of the Chiefs' Super Bowl run, but it's time to move on. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. I mean, I, I was I was very pro bringing back Tyron at the Rice price tag. That said, if you're not going to bring a guy back, or even if you don't know, then let me ask you this. Why all the why like why such overtures in the press? The Chiefs weren't doing that about Anthony Hitchens. The Chiefs weren't doing that about about any other even any they didn't even do that about Orlando Brown Jr., right? I mean there was there was there wasn't like there was always the yeah, we're gonna try to work something out, or yeah, we we feel positive about you know, we'll be in touch with his representatives or when the time comes, or like there's all these measured statements. But when it came to Matthew, it was like it was like listening to some like couple that just started dating, like and they're in the honeymoon period. Uh-uh. They had one comment that came out, and when I knew it was done, when Brett Veach said the reality of it is, when he said the reality of it is, I go, that's done. It's not if you really wanted Tyron Matthew, you could have made it work. And you when I heard the reality, not we want him back, this, this, that, and the other, I go, he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty recent comment, right? Like it just felt like over the last year it had been much more positive than that. Which just made me I just, I just couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe that that the Chiefs' first statement in free agency was it's over. And if Martin's report is right, that there was no deal there. It just feels like what to a guy who'd been voted team MVP two in the last three years. I like Tyron Matthew a lot. I really, really do. And I think he'll have success and I wish him all the best in his next stop. But he wasn't playing as aggressive as he once was. Uh, the Chiefs want to get more athletic. That's why they went with Justin Reed. Justin Reed's not the best safety, but he's extremely athletic. The Chiefs decided to go more athletic. Same thing at linebacker. Anthony Hitchens is a very smart guy, extremely uh, intelligent. But they go, let's go, let's go younger and let's go more athletic. It's n- it's nothing against the players. It's nothing against the guys themselves. I'm sure the Chiefs and Brett Veach they love Tyron Matthew and Anthony Hitchens. But sometimes it's a business, and you have to understand that. Yeah. Well, the Chiefs after this point really haven't made any other moves. They've re-signed Michael Burton. Uh, we know that they're interested in Daryl Williams, maybe returning. We know that Brian that we know Byron Pringle is not going to come to terms. He's going to hit free agency. We know some of that stuff. But there but there are rumors persisting out there. And I want to ask you about some of these because we've been talking about edge rusher. We've been talking about wide receiver. Let's start with edge rusher because there's a lot of smoke in particular around Zadarius Smith, Mm. right? Do you think that there's substance to that smoke? Do you think that someone's just like, is is that an agent just slipping things out there? Like, like, what do you make of that? Do you, do you like the idea of adding him? I think there's good potential. I don't think it's a done deal. I don't think it's like 80, 20%. This, this is getting done, but I think there's potential here. The reason why is if you let both Tyron walk as well as Javarius Ward, that's extra money thrown around here. You brought Frank Clark back in a restructuring. That actually, in a sense, saves you money when it comes to a position where you have to pay a guy to play anyways. That basically yeah. saves you money. They've been doing a lot of cost-cutting measures so far. You have to imagine a bigger-name edge guy is going to get signed. Zadarius Smith is one of those bigger named veteran guys that you can hopefully trust. Health will be an issue. That's my only concern though. Cause I think if he's healthy, the talent level is 100% there. 
is Zadarius the guy that you would like to see? Or is there someone else that, you know, you feel is realistic, that would make sense? And and you're like, oh, Zadarius is fine, but I'd like to see this. Man, that's tough. Uh, probably Zadarius is the guy I would like to see. Chandler Jones is great, but part of Chandler Jones scares me. It comes down to that five-sack game. Any guy who can get five sacks in one game, you're sitting there going, oh, hell yeah, that's incredible, right? But then you you look from weeks 12 to 17 or even even – Week three to 17, because I think week two, he was still putting up some numbers. You're like, uh, do I want a guy who is that hit or miss? While Zadarius Smith only played in one game last year, but the three seasons prior played in all 16. The past two seasons he played in all 16, he had 12 and a half sacks and 13 and a half sacks. Injury's a concern, but healthy Zadarius Smith is absolutely incredible. He plays, he gets it done. I like the consistency there. If Smith is healthy and the Chiefs doctors clear him, give me him over anyone else. Yeah. Well, I um, I don't disagree. I like it. I like it. I don't want to give up a draft asset. I've said this on Twitter, however, I'll say it here. I think the single, I think the the single greatest disruptor who is potentially realistically available to any team this offseason is Hunter from the Vikings, Daniel Hunter. Mm. So I, I think he would cost though. I is I don't think Hunter, Chief, how do you say his name? I tried to thread the needle in there. <laughs> I, the needle you did. <laughs> I want to know. I've always wondered this. I I think it's Daniel. I I think it's Dan Hunter. And, <laughs> D uh, Hunter. D Hunter. <laughs> I think it's D Hunter. I, I think it's quarterback Hunter. And uh I like it. And um yeah, look, man, I mean he he's on he also comes with injury issues. But he's on another level than even Zadarius and his twelve. I mean, he's he's unbelievable. He's just unbelievable to watch. I think I think he wouldn't be available for less than a second round pick, maybe third round pick. I flinch at giving up that pick, knowing that the Chiefs just need like cost controlled youth. But if Veach was going to swing for the fences, I think that's the move to make. That said, even that comes with injury issues, and and so. Maybe it is just better to stick with Zedarius. Let's move on to wide receiver because have you read? Um, by the way, our the commenters are telling us how to pronounce it. It's Daniel Sterling. I can't believe you didn't know this. It's Daniel Hunter. Come on. <laughs> Let me ask. By the way, maybe that's a Minnesota thing, like because they say like. And he comes to Kansas City as Daniel or Danielle, and yeah, then yeah. up there is Daniel. Oh, hold on! I gotta go get my bag. Uh, <laughs> like maybe it's like that, right? Who knows? Hey, so let me throw this out there. I've seen the Chiefs rumored to be connected to um, to just about every every wide receiver out there. Jarvis Landry, oh, the Chiefs are interested. Juju Smith-Schuster, oh, the Chiefs are are are, um, are interested, right? MVS, is D, maybe even DJ Shark. There was one more. I just remember seeing like four wide receivers. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. I mean, like, who's out there? Say, I mean, is I don't know. Like, what do you think is going to happen when when all when the plinko chip falls and price is right? Like, where's that going to land for the Chiefs? Who are they taking? Um, like, what do you make of all these rumors and where, like, how things are going to shake out? Well, what I think is going to happen and what I want to happen are two totally different things. Let's do it. Let's do both. I, I just don't feel like the Chiefs are going to invest a ton at least the way we want them to in this position. Allen Robinson would be great, but Allen Robinson wants to get paid. Allen Robinson was really, really good, almost incredible for about two, three seasons with Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, he struggled this year, but he had a rookie throw into him, as well as Nick Foles, Andy Dalton. Uh, Matt Connor. I think, had a few passes in there, so congratulations there, Matt. Dude, that guy, he is so good. I know there's reports of him running the wrong routes on purpose. There's reports of him trying to sabotage. I don't know what's true. All I know is he's a damn good receiver, and I think he's going to get paid more than all those other guys. So I don't think Allen Robinson's it. Juju Smith-Schuster, he bet on himself last year, did not work out. (laughs) We can all agree Juju himself will admit probably that was not the best decision. He got hurt, and he'll be wide receiver three on the Steelers. Chase Claypool, as well as Deontay Johnson, they're legit. But I think Juju's age and what he's done prior will still give him a sizable contract. I don't think the Chiefs are sitting here saying, we want to get top market dollar value to Juju. 
The only issue I really have is the Chiefs have tried to get some decent named wide receivers the past few years, and it just didn't happen. I don't think these players want to become the third target on this offense. I, I know it's easy to sit back and say, well, you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. Why wouldn't you? You're going up against single coverage every single time. A lot of these good wide receivers, they have egos. They want to be the guy, not a guy. And that can be an issue. Jarvis Landry is the name that I would personally probably like the most. He's been the number two in a, in a few stops. He's been the number two with OBJ, right? OBJ was number one. Uh, he does the little things. He's really good at blocking, which the Chiefs really value at that spot. Demarcus Robinson, say what you will about him. Great blocker, William blocker. blocker. Uh, Jarvis Landry actually has an arm. So if the Chiefs want to do some trick plays, there you go. We know KC loves doing those cute plays. Um, and then and then also, I, I looked at his contract. Um, the market value for him right now on spot rack is two-year 24 mil. That's not breaking the bank. He's been on bad teams in Miami. Cleveland, sure, they got one playoff win, but no one expected them to be some Super Bowl contender. It is a bump up going from Baker to Patrick. I, I think Jarvis Landry is the name that I would realistically look at. Mm. What do you think will happen? A draft pick. Nicole slides in at wide receiver two and they get a draft pick or they get uh, some unexciting, uninspired name. That's that's what what I feel. Yeah. I I think the Juju, I think there's something to it. Uh, That's what I hope. Uh, I went for a neighborhood walk earlier. I took, I went six yards and then I would stop. And then I kept going another six yards and I would stop. And my wife's like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm preparing myself for a Jarvis Landry offense. Because he only goes out like <laughs> he only goes out like three steps, and then he like catches the ball and falls down. But that's so, what you need. That's what you need on this team. I'm out. You, I'm out. You, no, you have the yak guys in Tyreek and Travis Kelsey and Nicole Hartman. You need one guy who can run a slant. You need a guy who can get those six yard, those six yards underneath routes. You need uh, a dude who's good over the middle of the field. Come on, Jarvis no, actually. Oh, man, we disagree. Hey, congratulations. Let's give a guy multiple Pro Bowls for his ability to catch seven-yard passes from Ryan Tannehill and, and Ryan Fitzpatrick in mass. It's like – I said this on Twitter. It's like Corey Maggette ringing up stats like, oh, he can score 20 points a game. And you're like, who who else is scoring? <laughs> like, I'm not going to stand – Katina what? Mobley was – Katina Mobley on right. that Clippers team. Elton Brand, Chris Kamen, I mean, Sam Cassell. I mean, I'm like, I'm I'm not gonna stand and applaud and be excited because a guy racked up some stats and even earned some awards, like putting together the only stats on a bad team. I'm just not mm. doing it. Jarvis Landry's not exciting in any way. Even Jarvis Landry's mom's like, dude, trust me, you can do better. Mm. Yeah. If the Chiefs go after Jarvis Landry, it'll probably be the first time I don't say, you know what, I trust the front office here that they know what they're doing. It'll probably mm. be the first time where I cut. I just, I've never gotten Jarvis Landry. I'm not going to get him even when he's in red and gold. We're going to, I, I hope he doesn't stalk Twitter like Tyron Matthew because, uh, cause then I'll be in real trouble, oh, but dude. yeah, I'm just not into it. No, I'm all in. If you can get, if you can give me Jarvis Landry two year for 24 mil, 12 a mil a season, I am all in on the chain mover. I'm all in on that eight yards. Oh, oh man. I like 12 mil a year. I like, I just, I don't even know what to say. I don't Did you even know see what, what fucking Christian Kirk got? I just don't even know what to say. I'm, I'm, I'm now. I'm. I need you to take over right now. I don't even know where we're at. I like. I just the thought of Jarvis Landry. I'm, I'm just out. I, I need better. Dude, take us out of here. I don't even know what's going you on. You have way too high of standards. Oh my god, we're talking about the third. No, I'm not letting this go. We're talking about the third option on this team. We're not talking about a guy we want to be wide receiver one. We're not talking about Devonte Adams here. You have Tyreek Hill. You have Travis Kelsey. You you have some decent running backs. You have a great offensive line. You have the best quarterback in the NFL. If Jarvis Landry isn't good enough. Why the hell did you spend half a billion dollars on the quarterback position? If you, if you don't think Jarvis Landry is a good enough third option, you're out of your gourd. I, I'm i fine with Juju. I'm totally fine with Juju. He's not some great performer. Like, he's he's going to be pro more, bowler. though. He's gonna, Juju is going to cost more. That Sure, if it's, if it's if price is out the window, give me... Give me Allen Robinson, but price is in, price is a factor. Come on. I think that's way too much uh, for uh, either one. 
for either one. Uh, anyway, Thank Steve, you, Steve, Cashman Cashman. Says, Steve Cashman says, I'm not sure how Connor hosts a football channel and doesn't see Landry value. I could not agree more. Uh, I don't even know what I'm doing here. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just a placeholder and I don't even know it. You're a hater, dude. You're a hater. Yeah, I'm like really, I'm like really, a, a, I felt that way back in the Dolphin days when he would make the Pro Bowl. And I would just think racking up a bunch, a ton of short receptions does not, I just don't get it. I just don't so, get so it. So do you hate Michael Thomas too, I assume? I mean, I wouldn't have paid him what the Saints paid him, right? I mean, just, I just wouldn't have, yeah. I don't get it. I just don't get, you know, look, safety blanket's a safety blanket's a safety blanket. Uh, Matt Connor wants to trade multiple first rounders for Christian McCaffrey and give him a raise, apparently. Oh, get out of here. All right. You're the one, you're the one who hates every Chiefs player, by the way. You were like, I hate Tyron Matthew. I hate. I love Javarius Ward. I love Trey Smith. I love Creed Humphrey. I love Joe Tooney. I think Lucas Niang is going to be a really good right tackle. I, I have a lot of faith in him. I yeah. love Nick Bolton and Willie Gay Jr. We're we're off the rails right now because the truth is okay, Ozzy. Okay, Ozzy Osbourne. Our, our train is crazy, as Ozzy Osbourne would say. Look, here's what we know: the Chiefs are going to make a lot more moves. The roster is not remotely going to look like what it does now in September. Anyone, anyone who is hitting panic, worry, stressed out, anything at this point needs to get a little bit of springtime perspective including myself, if Brett Veach wants to sign Jarvis Landry for the Chiefs offense, I'm pretty sure it's a brilliant move and that he's exactly what they need. And I hope to be totally wrong. Yeah, okay, Matt, I'll take us out after on that note. Guys, drink Casey beer. It's it's absolutely incredible. No, I don't want Justin Houston to come back. So on that note, if we're ever talking about Justin Houston, I think we need to get out of here. Guys, this was a lot of fun. We appreciate all your comments. We appreciate all you guys in the Discord. It's so fun. I love all the new chats every time I log back in. We now have a library chat. It's like book of the month where we can go through. We post our books, see what folks are reading. Join the Discord. It's a lot of fun. Drink Casey beer. Enjoy the springtime weather. This was the Arrowhead Ag Podcast. For Matt Connor, I am Sterling Holmes. Let's get out of here. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.